Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! May I speak to Maria's higher self, please? Yes. Thanks for agreeing to talk to me today. And today, Maria and I wanted to talk to you about the white flame. Could you please tell us about the white flame? What properties it has? What qualities it has? Sure. So the white flame is the closest flame to the original energy of creation. It is also where all the rest of the colors come together. You know, if you were to collapse the spectrum of all colors, you'd get a white or a black, but in its purest form, you'd get a white. Um, So the white flame is the flame of purity. It's a flame of freedom. It's the flame of choice. It's a flame of intention. It's the flame of manifestation. Or getting to somewhere from nothing. Mm Yeah. And what would be its uh, highest um, aspect? Well, the highest aspect is that original creation, like being this inception flame of all of it. Mm-hmm. A combination of all flames. Right. Well, I guess you could say in that in that inception state, though, the white flame was before anything else was. So it was at a point where it was not a combination of anything. Mm-hmm. But it was just in and of itself perfection. Yeah. And then it's probably one of its higher aspects is that of manifestation. Uh, it's that forward moving energy of creating something from nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I, I originally said that it is the, pla- the flame of purity. So pure intention, Right. And that is a very, very high aspect too. In that aspect, the white flame is selfless as opposed to selfish, right? Yeah. It always takes other as a part of itself. Mm-hmm. So you could also say that the white flame is the flame of oneness. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And um, is it 
easy to understand this flame uh, being here on Earth? Not easy, but possible. Mm -hmm. Got it. And uh, how would you describe uh, a person who mastered the white flame? Well, somebody who is able to take other as a part of themselves. Somebody who is the opposite of selfish. I might be repeating myself, but I mean, you ask the question in a particular order, so I must answer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, somebody who is able to take the interest, the best interest of somebody else to heart and act accordingly. Um, somebody who feels free to make choices to do the right thing. Somebody who is very pure of heart and pure of intention. Somebody who is able to manifest things into existence and things of the highest caliber, including new energies that historically did not belong to a particular plane, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not just talking creation in the physical world, we're talking creation in general, including its higher aspects. Mm -hmm. And it uh, seems like uh, it's a kind of flame that can be mastered here on Earth, right? Can or can't? Can, can. Ooh. Let's say that there are other planets where it's easier to master the white flame in its highest aspect. Um, certain lower aspects of the white flame, yes, can be mastered on planet Earth. And uh, what uh, would it be? Well, for instance, taking care of your family, mm -hmm. right? So the that first unit outside of self is family, um, extended family and friends, right? Mm -hmm. So for people who, um, you know, mother... Theresa, for instance, you know, people who, who have a big heart, you could say, actually are people who um, emanate the white flame energy. Um, they tend to be very uh, giving, forgiving. They tend to be, uh, you know, they tend to devote their life to a service of something bigger than themselves. They tend to help people mm -hmm. um whether those people deserve it or, or not mind you i don't necessarily speak of charity because the charity aspect on this planet is very polluted mm -hmm. a lot of people do charity not because they accept others who are suffering as a part of themselves but because they want to shut down the cries of their conscience. Um, so you see a lot of darker uh, entities, um, you know, use and abuse charity. So this is not the white ray. This is the opposite of the white ray. Um, I'm, I'm speaking of somebody who mostly donates their time, not necessarily money, right? Mm -hmm. um, or donates their skill. Like that would be somebody who is living the white ray energy. Again, that energy of purity, pure heart. Mm -hmm. Compassion and would go here as well. And uh, in this case, what would be the opposite, this shadow side of the white flame? There are a few. Mm -hmm. 
So in the shadow aspect is selfishness, uh, being egotistic. Um, when one feels that if others win, they lose. Um, when they're trying to achieve something, somebody's trying to achieve something at a, the expense of others, um, not taking them into consideration. That would be a shadow aspect. Um, when you're doing a good deed, but only doing that because it's going to serve you in the future, like a bribery, for instance, mm -hmm. right? When you give, but you expect something back, that would be a shadow aspect of the white flame because this world... Um, functions according to the level of reciprocity, right? So some people abuse that. Uh, same same way, when a person with darker intentions donates a large amount of money to the charity, mm -hmm. but they are only doing that because they know the law. You know, if you give, you must receive. Yeah. So they're only donating to charity to get more money back. Hmm from this universe like I would say that is a big shadow aspect and it, it's actually quite painful to watch because it is abusing one of the main principles of this universe mm -hmm. um, let's see what other shadow aspects separation feeling separate uh, in any way shape or form mm -hmm. there's a lot of separation in 3D you know separation by gender separation by race Separation by age, by nationality, by language, by level of education, by uh, level of wealth, by a belief system, mm -hmm. there are, by religion. There are so many. I could keep going on and on. Uh, everything that creates separation is the shadow aspect of the white flame, whether that's within the person, within the society, within a group of people. Um, feeling trapped is another shadow aspect of the white flame feeling like you don't have a choice that the choice is taken away from you in the same way feeling like a victim mm -hmm. or like a martyr all are shadow aspects of the white flame um because that would, in essence, be the shadow aspect of the freedom and the ability to make a choice. Those, I would say, are the main ones. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. And um, are there any uh, celestial beings uh, that support this plane on Earth? Mother Mary, for sure. I mean, Mother Theresa, I've already mentioned. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are women. Why so? Is it because this plane is more on the female side? No. Again, uh, going back to our conversation the other day, yeah. no flame is inherently masculine or feminine. Right. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you think of the white flame as the energy of forward-moving manifestation, 
that is not necessarily just a feminine energy. In fact, I would argue to say that most of you in 3D would think it's a masculine energy. Mm-hmm. But because the white flame is actually an ability to open up your heart and include the others mm-hmm. within it, it tends to, in, on this particular uh, plane, work with a heart chakra a lot. And the heart chakra just tends to be a little bit more open within female, mm-hmm. uh, the female group. The reason being is because they are taught the unconditional love by giving birth to something that is, you know, initially and originally part of their body. Their body makes it. And then it becomes something that's completely separate from them when they give birth to a child. Mm -hmm. So that concept of not everything that I look at and perceive as separate from myself actually is, is very much ingrained in the female psychology, in the female psyche. Mm because of generations upon generations of giving birth. Mm-hmm. So women are just a little bit more um, prone to understanding this ray and to transmuting it in 3D energies. It does not make this a feminine energy whatsoever. Uh, and uh, is there an archangel that protects this thing? You see, I have trouble um, with specific names mm-hmm. um, because that's not how I relate to them. Yeah. I don't relate to them by their archangel name whatsoever. I relate to them by their soul name, and it would not be appropriate for me to give away a soul name mm-hmm. in this context. From the ones that you would know, um, Gabriel is a good one. Uh, Raphael is a helper archangel, but in general, I don't want you to think of a particular archangel as the only entity mm-hmm. that can bring forth that energy because that's a very limiting belief. Right. You would be closing yourself down to 99.99% of beings you could be working with and soliciting help from. Yeah, can we maybe expand in this case and see what other uh, entities can support and work with this plane? All of them are in the angelic realm. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know their names. You just Uh, need to know what your request is. Got it. Then they will. And by the way, yes, and by the way, um, this is not a forever thing. Just the fact that an angel, quote-unquote, works supporting the white ray doesn't mean that they're going to forever stay in that ray. Mm -hmm. Also, there are a multitude, thousands of angels that are joining each flame every day. And they need practice just as, you know, even more so than the angels that have been tending to that flame for a while. Mm -hmm. So pinpointing one, I would, in essence, be preventing another from getting the evolutionary growth they deserve I see what you mean okay but uh, the other day you told that an archangel can um, enhance the power of 
the flame. But so can but but so can any keeper. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like and that's why I don't like all of those new age books that are giving you like particular names. I really don't like them because what you're asking me for is a blueprint. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to transmute is an energy. Yeah. So you're asking the wrong question. If I were to tell you the name and you were to forget, you would feel like you don't have access to the energy, which is completely incorrect. I want you to stop asking for particular names and try to understand where is that energy that's coming from, uh, kind of like dwells. Mm -hmm. Once you're able to pinpoint, basically what I'm asking you to pinpoint is the frequency, the longitude and the latitude of something that you know, I'm trying to basically where I'm tapping into right now is where I would like for you to tap into mm -hmm. through the meditations and the exercises. Yeah. And if I were to give you the particular name of the keeper or the particular name of the guardian, you would need to learn it, mem memorize it by heart. All of a sudden, we are a religion. Yeah. And this is the absolute wrong thing to do. This is the absolute kind of like dead end got it that makes sense and uh, so, so when you're working with a white ray or any ray for that matter mm -hmm. you can ask for your personal guide that works with that ray mm -hmm. with the keeper of the ray to enhance your practice and then you can by the way name the number do you want a 10x do you want a 100x do you want a 1000x do you want a million x because mm -hmm. you can ask that from that angel and you don't even need to know their name. Oh, that's cool. So basically, whoever is the keeper of the flame at this point. Well, there are multiple keepers. Mm -hmm. It's not just one. Yeah. Uh, all of them, there are multiple keepers depending on which level you go to. And because there are an infinite number of levels, there's an infinite number of keepers. Oh, what do you mean by level? Dimension. Oh. Got it, and uh, I see, but how do you know which dimension you need? Well, the flame is wiser than you think. The flame always knows, A, what dimension you already operate mm -hmm. in and you're asking from, and what dimension they need to tap into to get you your heart's desire. Oh, got it. So you first um, have like basically a wish or a desire, and then, based on the frequency of this desire, the flame will pick the right dimension? It would pick the, the right keeper, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really cool. So, but at the same time, you can either do it without the help of the keeper, right? Just on its own? Yeah, well, in that, in that instance, you would be your own guide. Yeah. Like, your higher self would be your own guide that would connect you to that energy. Or you can use somebody who is... A guy that's outside of you. And mm -hmm. there are millions of them available. Got it. Okay. That's... Even your guardian angels, like your your personal um, guides, could take you to a particular flame. Like there's no right or wrong answer here. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to make sure that we're not creating dogma. Right. Around only do X and God forbid you do Y. And by the way, these are the rules and the blueprint and everything else is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Because that is not the truth. Right. The truth is there are over a million ways to approach each flame. And then there is absolutely no wrong way of doing it. 
And in fact, the more intuitive you can be with, you know, while working with a flame, just feel and tap into that energy. You're going to be able to come up yourself with exactly the practice that you need to get that flame to get you what you need to get. Yeah, so you're telling that there are no rules, basically, and you create your own rules based on your imagination, let's say. Uh, Yes, I guess imagination is one way of putting it, but your level of development. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it, and uh, it, it has to work, right? Whether you imagine like just a simple sphere of light or a huge flame... Uh, like of your height or I don't know like an arrow like whatever right it doesn't matter actually because what matters is like the color you work with like the frequency it's not even just the color Uh, but yes it will work Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not the color the most important thing to tap into is what does that flame stand for Mm -hmm. like get to that place when I was describing the, the ray is pretty much all you need, the fact that it's purity, freedom, ability to choose, perfect manifestation, perfect intention, mm-hmm. all of those things like should already get you to a perfect, to a certain place. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The, these are the keys. These are the codes of unlocking that energy. So the words are the codes. It's not just the word. Uh, when you use the word, you automatically imagine a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Like, words are charged uh, particles, right? Mm-hmm. When I say purity, if you know what this word means in a particular language, you, when you hear it, you go to a particular place in the overall matrix of creation because that's where purity lives. Mm-hmm. And that word is connected to emotions and circumstances and events. And basically, it's a place in the Akashic Records where everything about purity lives. Yeah. Right? And that's what we're trying to do here. We're just trying to create, to, uh, we're just trying to connect to a particular place within the Akashic Records that would enable and allow you to work with a particular energy. Got it. And uh, what if you have? no like feelings connected to the word that's impossible it's impossible yes so you're gonna feel something yes even if you don't feel anything uh you are born in a body that belongs to a particular family tree and they probably one of your ancestors certainly has feelings or opinions about a particular aspect of reality and by the virtue of you being in that body, you've inherited that. So, yes, you always... Every word is always charged. Mm-hmm. Every word is more than just a word. It is a whole string of aspects, emotions, thoughts that are attached to that word. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, are there any other things in uh, 3D that can help you to connect and feel the white flame? Well, meditating on the white flame. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's in 3D. I guess you are meditating in 3D when you're sitting down. Um, It's just 
when you're meditating, you can be in 3D, 5D, 17D, depending on who you are and what, what level of meditation you're doing, right? That's mm -hmm. why I'm, I have to clarify here. Right. So I think, and this is an interesting part about how the universe works. So you first would need to establish a pathway that connects you to a particular concept or construct, right? So if you've never worked with a white flame before, you or your ancestors or you in your past life, which is entirely possible, you would first need to get to know the flame. Establish that first connection. Like when you meet someone, you shake their hand, you introduce yourself. In the same way, you first have to meet the ray. And that can be done via that first kind of like get to know me meditation, right? And all that is, is when you sit down, you imagine you know, close your eyes, meditation state, you would just imagine the flame um, about two times your height, you know, and you're sitting a little bit away from the flame, not directly in the flame. And so it's, it's a pretty big flame coming from the ground or the floor, whatever, like it can be inside, outside, doesn't really matter. What you want to do is look at it, observe it, Try to understand its energies and its properties. Is it warm or is it cold? Is it dense or is it loose? Does it have a tint to it other than the core color, white? Or does it not? Um, you, want, you can even walk around and see it from like the different sides and aspects, right? And then you could also ask that flame for a message or a piece of advice. And it can come through to you in a form of a picture or a word or a feeling. And that is like a very important aspect of getting to know a flame. Once you have introduced yourself to the flame in that regard, you could then actually tap into that energy very, very easily. You're not going to have to do that every time you meditate and work with a flame. It'll happen automatically because that pathway between you and a point in the universe that represents that flame has already been built. It's like a bridge. That bridge can, you know, only needs to be built once. Then, then once it is, it's instant, instant connection. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot. I must say, uh, a lot of the population um, of Earth has had exposure to the white flame in one way or the other. So it's not that, that complicated to connect. Mm -hmm. There are other flames where it's a lot more complicated. So, um, yeah, does it answer your question? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. And uh, usually I also ask about the herb or the plant, uh, but is it really helpful to connect with the flame, to feel it and understand? Yeah, you could use silver or platinum. You could use a diamond. Uh, again, everything that's pure. Mm -hmm. um, a little bit, the white flame is a little bit cooling, has a cooling effect, right? So uh, platinum or like any metal would have that similar cooling effect. Um, 
Uh, crystal quartz actually would work really well with the white flame. Not just crystal quartz can be a, a, a lot of quartzes actually, despite of their despite of their color, uh, would be super helpful in working with this flame. Opal and moonstone, mm -hmm. opalite also. Although I don't really love opalite, um, it's a little bit of a low vibrational stone compared to opal. But if you gonna get your hands on opal, opalite is fine. Mm -hmm. Marble, <laughs> uh, a little bit denser energies, but similar vibrations. So marble, white marble specifically, mm -hmm. is not bad. In terms of plants, dandelion, uh, specifically the aspect of the dandelion when it loses its color yellow and becomes this like little puffy structure. Mm -hmm. um, white rose. Uh, tuberose. And white magnolia uh, tree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got it. And uh, how would you use uh, all these uh, things to understand the white light? Well, you see the white flame is quite complex, mm -hmm. right? So there are some flames that are a little bit more straightforward. Yeah. The white flame seems like there is a lot mm -hmm. that is connected to it. And so it's actually depending on which, um, which aspect of the flame you're working with. So for instance, platinum and diamonds are really good for manifestation aspect. Uh, whereas uh, the white rose uh, is really, really good for the purification rituals and purifying and setting intentions. Mm -hmm. um, the magnolia tree um, is really good for releasing blockages that prevent your um, freedom of expression. So that white flame is about freedom. One particular aspect of the freedom is the freedom of expression. So even meditating by the magnolia tree or um, adding um, like a petal of a dried magnolia flower into your tea or hot water could help with that, like releasing the blockages. So the answer is it depends. Quartz actually is very agnostic so you could use crystal quartz to work with any of the properties of the white flame mm -hmm. i would say the one that i would probably not use the quartz for is the instant in the manifestation aspect mm -hmm. it's just the energy of the quartz might not be strong enough to manifest something mm -hmm. big um it's a little bit of a dispersed energy and you need something that's a little bit more pointed and that's why i say platinum and diamond uh, would actually be better for that for that mm -hmm. got it so what i'm trying to understand is that you said that like you don't need to know a specific being like an archangel to work with the flame but at the same time you can use a specific ingredient or crystal or metal but that's different 
how yeah can you explain why how is it different very different um so all angels and archangels are multidimensional beings at any point in time they're moving from one ray to another to another to another in fact if they stagnate for too long within the one ray it's considered not good mm-hmm. so angels archangels souls are infinitely more complex beings than a tree in a three in a third dimensional space mm-hmm. or a mineral in a third dimensional space um in in that aspect when somebody or something is too multidimensional saying that you can only go to it for one aspect is actually limiting that uh entity mm-hmm. uh as opposed to uh, the tree or anything that's really created in 3D. It's a very split and separate construct that generally carries a very particular vibration that is a pretty straightforward vibration. It's not a multifaceted anything. Mm-hmm. And it's very much so by design, right? Like, so the plant kingdom... Uh, pretty much if you were to look at the plant kingdom in its entirety, it represents the full spectrum of the colors mm-hmm. uh, one way or another. And it is completely divided and separate from the rest of them. Again, we're living in a 3D world. And so a magnolia tree is okay just representing the white spectrum. Mm-hmm. Whereas an angel wouldn't be. What about, uh, what about, for example, elementals like air? Is there any elemental connected to the white flame? Do you mean elemental as being or element as air? Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, element as air. Well, yes. In uh, if, if you're asking about an element... The element of the white ray is air. An elemental would be uh, a fairy. Mm. Got it. So, again, uh, because they are in 3D, they are okay representing the white flame. And, uh, you correct. Can work with them. Correct, correct. So, like a particular soul, when they incarnate as a fairy, mm-hmm. they want to experience a particular kind of separation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. particular aspect of being separate rather right so they incarnate as a tree they're okay that there's something in that element that is a learning experience and generally what you would do is you would experience very very different things one after another after another so like you know you would generally not tend to just live the aspect of the white flame mm-hmm. you would get tired really quickly yeah Okay, and um, so let, what's what's more efficient? Is it like going directly to the keeper of the flame, or working maybe like with the energy of the fairy? Mm, uh, going to the keeper. To the keeper. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got it. And uh, what about like going to the source if it's his energy? Um, going to the source is always the most efficient of all. Mm-hmm. And uh, how how would it work? Uh, can 
everybody get access to the source? Yes. And uh, can you maybe give us uh, some meditation that would allow us to connect to the source? So, are you trying to mix the two? Oh, I'm sorry, in, in the white flame context. You're, I think you're trying to mix the two because what, are you, what is the meditation that, what is it you're trying to get out of the white flame? If you're trying to get out of, the, out of the white flame, the aspect of connecting to the source or the, the fact of connecting to the source, then I wouldn't use the white flame, just connect to the source. When you're asking for a meditation, what is it that you're trying to fix? And then I can give it an example of how you would use interweave source energy to help you amplify. Got it, Asia. Okay, so uh, let's say we work on uh, manifestation, right? Uh, we want to manifest something in our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, in this case, what would be the most efficient way to work with the flame, like with support of the source or uh, keepers? What would be the most efficient way to manifest? Yeah. So, okay. Um, the big difference between the source and any entity that goes below it is the amount of energy that the source can transmute and uh, honestly like contains, mm-hmm. right? So your manifestation generally is only as effective as how much quote unquote free energy, free floating energy, energy that's not claimed by any of your worldly tasks you have available for manifestation. Uh, for instance, right, if you are bugged down by the routine, you have three jobs, six kids to take care of, and your mortgage is not paid, then you have very limited resources for manifestation. Just saying. So when you don't have that energy, it is actually quite helpful to work with a higher power to borrow that energy for the time being for your manifestation, right? Um, Now, we could go to angels, archangels, um, some other folks above them, or we can go straight to the source. And the only difference of why you would want to go to the source is because um, it has the highest amount of energy that um, can be readily put to use for your manifestation. Mm-hmm. So um, when you're trying to manifest something, um, here's what I would do. First, you would quiet your mind down and um, see the white flame. Uh, again, like observe the white flame. It could be um, about the human height. If you're sitting down, it would be like a little bit taller than you. And then you would focus really, really hard on what is it you're trying to bring forth into your life? What is it that you're trying to manifest? Um, let's take an example. Say you're trying to manifest. What is it that you're trying to manifest? Oh, let's see. Good question. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to manifest uh, abundance. Hmm. I see. You see, abundance is a little bit more abstract. Yeah. Uh, Which is not to say that we can use the same exact thing, but... um, 
I mean, we can do like a more specific example. No, no, no. It doesn't it doesn't have yeah. to be. Because uh, I was gonna say, if you're trying, if you're a kid and you're trying to manifest a, a dog or something or a cat in your life, right? I was thinking more like a specific object. Um, it doesn't really matter though, because when you're working with source consciousness, that energy always comes from above. So. Abundance, by the way, is a tricky thing to manifest because it means different things to different people. So when you're asking for abundance, I think the universe might not be very forthcoming in such a request because you see abundance also means an abundance of problems. If the universe gives you an abundance of problems, look, it just manifested abundance for you, but you're unhappy. So I'll just be very, I just be very careful with what, what it is that how you state your requests. So when you say abundance, let's get clear that, you know, you want an abundance of health, for instance, right? That's one good anchor. You want an abundance of love. You want an abundance of finances. You want an abundance of travel. You want an abundance of clothing, whatever that is, as long as you keep it specific. Because the universe does not discriminate (laughs) and it can give you an abundance of vermin in your house and it would be an example of abundance, but you didn't want that, did you? Yes. Okay, great. We can focus for as, as an example as abundance of health. Like okay. More metaphysical than actually physical, like abundance of finance, for example. Sure. So the way that you would work with source consciousness, and that is the highest vibration white light that you can imagine, is um, as you're manifesting... I would challenge you to look up, right? With your inner vision, of course, not with your physical eyes. You would look up and you would look kind of into the quote-unquote sky. And what you would see is two palms. Um, And it's a very, very beautiful vision because one palm would be a feminine palm and the other would be a masculine palm. And they meet, right? And so they're sending you a flow or like a waterfall of white light coming from their hands. And at first it might be like a very small flow and then it's it, it, it becomes more abundant. Um, and so there's that white light that's falling onto your body, right? If you're trying to manifest an abundance of health, you want to flow that into, fold that into your body. Now health, and, and then, you know, we... I might need to give you a couple of examples of how to work with the white light because it's manifestation is a little is a tricky thing because depending on what it is that you're trying to manifest the energy would move differently mm-hmm. it's like literally we could just spend probably six hours just talking about manifestation if you're trying to manifest abundance you certainly want to work uh, abundance of health you certainly want to work with your physical body So you want to position your physical body under that waterfall of divine white light that's coming from your mother and father source energies, right? All of their love, all of their purity, all of their, you know, uh, best intentions for you and for things to be working for you and unwinding for you in the best way possible. And then what you want to see is that energy is going to enter the tip of your head, penetrate into it and then it will go down in a spiral so it would um, spiral down uh, and the 
the circles of the spiral would kind of like hu- be hugging your whole body. Like you would almost be encapsulated in, in this white spiral. And it moves very, 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 very fast. So you literally feel cocooned in this white energy. So that energy would be moving up and then it would move down and then up again. So it's like um, you would have circles, like that energy would be circulating surrounding your body. And then um, you could also build a smaller, like, um, so so that original spiral would be um, circling the, the outside of your body, like the surface of your body. But then if you're trying to manifest perfect health, it's also very important to pay attention to the spinal cord because that is your your center, right? Um, and the spinal cord obviously always gets affected no matter where you have pain in your body one way or another. So you want to uh, have that flow of goodness also go in a smaller spiral that just circles your spine up and down. So you would have, in essence, two parallel spirals that are working um, in tandem with each other. So that's how you would manifest perfect health. And you would want to imagine what that feels like for you. What perfect health feels like for you? Because just like abundance, actually, I know you think health is a lot more, you know, objective, but it's not. There is always something that bothers you that, you know, other people might not think was bad or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, when you say perfect health, when you're working with that wondrous energy, you have to get a lot of clarity into what that means. For instance, if you're experiencing suboptimal health, is it because you lack energy? If yes, you should state that, that I want to experience and manifest more energy for my body and just like watch those spirals get to work uh, maybe for you it's the absence of pain in a particular organ in your body you want to state that right so get as clear and as particular about manifestation manifestation is actually really really tied to the word mm-hmm. so uh how you state your request how particular you are about your request um is going to determine whether you're getting the end result that you wanted or that you thought you were getting, right? So again, you cannot uh, over-index on clarity here. Right. So be as clear and as specific as you can. That's why the cat example is actually a much easier example. A cat is a cat is a cat. But you also want to make sure that you know, you're specifying, hey, I want a white one, you know, mm-hmm. with these kinds of eyes and this kind of tail. Yeah. Um, is there another manifestation we could look at? I mean, finance is always uh, something that people are looking for, right? Sure. So same. <laughs> uh, with any kind of manifestation, you have to get extreme clarity on what finance abundance means to you. Mm-hmm. Um, is it driving a nice car? Is it not having any debt? Is it having $3 million in the bank? Uh, Is it having, I don't know, uh, owning a private jet? It could come in so many different ways. For a lot of people, you know, financial abundance is actually just being able to take care of themselves and their family, right? Mm -hmm. 
So you have to get a lot of clarity around um, finances. The problem is, that's the problem with the white ray. I don't want you to take that as, that's where I, I want to take a, like a little, I, I want to put a little stop here. Because I think if you're trying to manifest finances, the white ray is not the best ray. Mm -hmm. Unless you're trying to manifest finances in the most selfless way possible. Remember how I told you that the white flame is really selfless? Yeah. And it's a flame of unity. Mm -hmm. and it's actually really good for people that, you know, are, you know, take it outside of themselves. Right. So when you're manifesting health for yourself, this is not the most the best flame. If you're trying to manifest health for yourself, you should work with a, a green flame or the gold flame. That's where the flames get a little bit tricky. Yes, you could use the white flame to do pretty much everything, but if your desire is selfish, then it's not going to be as effective or as impactful, because the white flame repels selfish things, mm -hmm. right? So I could not even come up with a convincing manifestation for manifesting wealth or like a private jet for yourself because that is actually a very very selfish thing to want right if you wanted to manifest a little bit of wealth for every single person in this world it would be a much better flame to work with mm -hmm. and can a flame affect other people other than just you if you're working with the energy of source yes mm-hmm so the way you would manifest, say, yeah, money, you. right? Mm -hmm. If you would wanted to manifest more money or more financial well-being for other people, you could use the same two hands of the creator and creator's energies and the same flow of like white stream energy. And what you want to imagine is you can imagine the collective humanity on the planet you can almost imagine them as a field, a, a, a field and then a lot of people in the field. And you can imagine them in a meditation pose or, you know, playing in the field, just standing there, it doesn't really matter. But you want to imagine like that collective humanity. And you want to make sure that that white ray of goodness is shining and flowing for all of them. So it's it's like a little rain that gets, you know, that there's enough of that abundance energy for everybody, mm -hmm. right? And then you want to imagine that penetrating all of their bodies and letting them in, uh, let, let, letting them up from within, yeah. almost like glowing. And you want to definitely make sure that that energy goes out through the soles of their feet and into the collective web of the planet, into the collective matrix of the planet. So all of these people are kind of like taking the energy in from the crowns of their head and then releasing it from the soles of their feet. So as they're getting abundance, Gaia can also get abundance. Mm. And all the trees can get abundance. And all the insects and the birds and the oceans and the mountains, everything could get that abundance. So something like that you know, when you're literally changing the face of planet, planet Earth, 
and enabling a better future for it, that's a much better way to leverage the white flame. Working with the collective. Yes. Where you can work with the self is if you want to purify your own intentions or if you want to get uh, more freedom in your life, if you want to uh, stop having a victim mentality or if you want to have a, you know, if you want to stop the martyr mentality. All of those aspects you can only work and should only be working with the self. Hmm. Okay, maybe let's uh, talk about purification of your intentions. Like what, what does it mean? How does it work? How can you purify your intentions? It's interesting because a lot of people who need their intentions purified are never going to want to do that this meditation because they're that that's not their where their consciousness is and the people that would want to do that uh-huh. don't need it. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. It's like if your intentions are pure, they are already pure. Yes. If your heart is pure, your intentions are pure already. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, all right, are there any flames that uh, work with the white flame really well? Well, if the white flame can purify um, any other flame. Mm-hmm. The purify the energy of any other flame. Right. Um, so the answer is all of them. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of those rare flames that could uh, slightly enhance all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. All right. Um, yeah, I think um, that's um, a lot of information. Um, yeah. Maybe something else, right? Because uh, I feel like maybe we're missing like a good uh, meditation for this flame. Yeah. I think um, freedom of choice and just that aspect of choice is something that uh, the white flame deals with really well. Mm-hmm. On the shadow side, right, it's the inability to make the right choice of feeling like you're selecting from things that are, you know, not optimal. Either way you pick, it's it's a bad thing. So there is a lot of choices that humanity is going to have to make. There are a lot of choices that humanity is going to have to make in the coming decade that would form that collective web or transform the galactic, uh, the connective web of the planet or not. There are all of these choices that each of you are making on a day-to-day basis. The tricky part about choice is that you might not always know which choice is the optimal choice to take, even if your intentions are pure. Mm-hmm. So, what's interesting about the white flame is that it always asks, uh, it always acts into the highest good of all, and in the in in, in your highest good as well, right? Because you are part of that um, connected human family, mm-hmm. and it's actually as I work with human consciousness, one of the most common requests that people send up stairs is, what should I choose? What should I do? Should I do X or should I do Y? Right? It's like the most common request. Um, 
And the white flame can actually really help with that. So here's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, very often you would have options. Like you would know consciously which options you were selecting from. Like you would know, okay, like I could select option A, option B, option C. These are the three things available to me, right? And then of course, generally, you know where you're trying to get also. As a human, like you have your aspirations, you have your goals. Um, and as, as, you know, a very wise energy, white flame is generally aware which, which direction you're heading overall in life. So you would need to quiet your mind down. And you would want to, you know, imagine yourself sitting at the crossroads. And depending on how many things you're selecting from, that's how many roads there are going to be. Either two things you're selecting from or three things, and it would be three roads. So you're sitting in the crossroad. And imagine yourself holding the white flame in your hands, right? Now what you want to do is clearly mark each of the roads with the with a potential option choice. Like for instance, one option, let's say you're picking between the pills in the Matrix movie and one is a blue and one is a red. Right. Um, so you're at a crossroads of two and you don't know which way, which way you want to go. So one road is going to end with a red pill and the other road is going to end with a blue pill. Very clearly marked, right? Uh, of course, in meditation state, not every choice is as clear as blue and red. You might need to work a little bit painting the picture of what that choice looks like. What you want to do is quiet down your mind. Make sure that there are no disturbances. Like this is like it's very important to get quiet and not let any disturbing frequencies to penetrate your, your head as much as possible. So like quiet your internal dialogue as much as you can. And that you want, what you want to do is you want to lower the white flame that you have been holding in your palms to the ground and allow the white flame to pick the direction. And you would notice that the white flame instantly selects one road over another. That what road would always represent your highest good. Mm -hmm. And the first impression is uh, the right one. Because you know, sometimes I do this kind of thing and then I have a second thought and then it goes... Well, that's, that's, precisely, that's precisely what I said. Try to quiet down your mind and observe. Right. So this is not the time when you're trying to have thoughts. Mm -hmm. Right? Try to like really not like empty your brain as much as is possible. Mm -hmm. And then you would notice that white flame, it's pretty fast. So it'll get to your destination really, really fast. So, you know, if, if you do what I said, then there's not going to be an either or. It's going to be a very clear cut answer. Got it. Yeah. And after that, you have to trust. Absolutely, like any guidance, right. right? It's ultimately up to you to make a choice. And that is the whole beauty of the system that has been created. Yes, you, you, and by the way, people know what the right answer is all the time, and then they still select another thing. <laughs> all the time. 
all the time. It happens all the time. It could create more expansion. You know, it might not cut any corners. It might not be the shortcut way. Sometimes people select the more difficult way, right? But uh, what, what I'm saying, what we're saying is that if you select the road that the white flame has selected, that would be in accordance with your greater, higher good. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that that's going to be the easiest piece of cake road? No. Yeah. But is it the right one for you to take? Absolutely. Got it. The, the one that is best for your this particular incarnation. Right? Correct. Also, by the way, if you're really, really doubting, mm-hmm. and like, so you see the white flame reuniting with like the red pill, you can take it back, ask the question again, draw the same pathways again if you feel like your thoughts got in the way right quiet your mind again and let the white flame run again if everything was correct the the white flame is going to keep running into the same direction no matter how many times you do this mm-hmm. so sometimes people have to see something like multiple times to believe it yeah so that is one way that you could you know, if you, you just want to be at 1 billion percent sure, like you could just repeat that same thing. That's very helpful. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, it's, it's a great meditation. Thank you so much. Uh, now I'm going to end our session. I'm very grateful for the information you provided uh, us today. I'm asking the subconsciousness to visit to where it belongs with much love and much thanks for the help and information it has been given Maria today. I know she's really going to appreciate it. Now I want all the consciousness and personality of Maria to once again return and fully integrate back into the body completely.